3: Hi, this is Don Matteo, and you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this!
2: You <laughs> look <laughs> like, like a fucking brawling, you're a
3: bastard. <laughs> <Not> like
2: <laughs> what are some sort of fucking weird floating head. No. It's <laughs> a utensil player, a bit, innit? I mean,
4: it? I feel a bit like dickhead. Nothing spectacular, <laughs> really.
2: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bradian & from the Auto Know Better podcast. I'm Smarty, and I'm joined by the wonderful little wee man, Jake Carter. Cheers for that, mate. And the more even fantastic Jer from the Leeds United The View. How are you doing, boys? Are you well?
4: I, I think we're both pretty much half-dead, aren't we, after uh, watching the Royal Rumble last night and then getting up for this. Yes.
2: Adulting at its finest,
4: chaps. Hey, listen, I'm not sure in everybody. when you can stay up till whatever time you want because you want so. hey,
2: to. Mate. Hey, mate, you ain't got kids, you've got a license for it. Exactly, to, exactly. I wish I had the same uh, same grace. I uh, I stopped up till uh, whatever time last week and ended up getting my makeup done and whatever else at normal time. <laughs> <laughs> Having my hair brushed and all that sort of shit. So, you know, good for all it's you. It's nice um, to have your hair to
4: be brushed. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's nice to have the air to be roasted, You're right, mate. Um welcome everyone in the comments. Get your interactions going, etc. etc. Um chaps, we drew one all in the fourth round of the FA Cup against Plymouth yesterday. Mm. Um I don't know what you make of it, but I will start with you, J Carter. <sighs> what did you think of the game?
4: Diabolical. Honestly, that's it's just it were it were crap. I, it, it started all right. We looked a bit lively early on. You thought, oh, it's it's you know, it's a cup team, but it's a strong cup team, should be able to beat these, they're not great. We looked like we were gonna do that, and then I don't know, it's like we ran out of steam or something, and gradually let them take over the game in that second half to the point that that goal was coming for a while.
2: Hmm. You got, um, our good friend Melia got let off a little bit by uh, at the back post. Oh, wow. yeah, that should have been a bit of a warning shot for us. Um, what did you What did you make of the uh, make of the game, Joe?
3: Yeah, similar. To what Jay said, "I thought I think mean, we started well. I thought the first ten minutes we kind of." Got caught a little bit by surprise. They they kind of came at us a little bit. Then we took over the game. We we're dominant. I think we had seventy six percent possession at the end of the first half or something like that. Something stupid, a massive number. And then the second half, we've seen this before from Leeds that we've seen this drop off. You know, for twenty minutes in games, and I think we saw it with Plymouth the first time we played them in the league at home. We think we were dominant for twenty five minutes, and then we took the foot off the gas and, and they scored before half time. So it's, we've, we've done it before, we've, and it's 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 not great for these players that are coming in and trying to make it. You know, a stake for a place in the team after not being in the team for long. They come in, don't perform, or we perform badly, and then the second half was just was just flat, it was just dead. I, I don't think we ever really got going properly in the second half as well. And that goal was coming. I, I did think they were there was a possibility they were going to score. It's a shame the manner they with they score. We got we got caught up field. You, know, you end up seeing, and then Whitaker's very clever. Like Whitaker runs inside and brings Sam Byron inside with him, and that frees up a huge amount of space. And then Jaden Anthony doesn't get back and cover the other guy, and he scores a tap but. If you look on the far side of the pitch, Jamie Shackleton's out of position as well, and that's where the run the initial run comes from into the space for Shaxes. So um yeah, it wasn't great. It's disappointing. It causes us bigger problems. Now it makes us look, now it makes February look like it's gonna be a really tough month for us mm-hmm. as well. There's a lot of a lot of travel in that. So not ideal at all, but we um we are the makers of our own downfall at times, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that <absolutely was> just... <laughs> what did you gents think
2: of the uh the team selection for the day? Um any special mentions to anyone? Any surprise additions? For the for the lineup um I do have my program here of course I'm um, <laughs> well, just I did put time.
4: you a message saying that I've uploaded the team sheet thing <clears> into the brand so I'll just pull it up if we're gonna just talk pull about it, it
2: just pull it up then let's go let's go through a few of them um so melier first and foremost I mean we're gonna go obviously into a little bit more about melier because he's a hot topic at the moment um mm. but uh did you expect to see Classen included chaps no yeah. no
4: did you not no, no.
3: I, didn't, See, I, no. I,
2: thought, I thought he would have been in with a shout, to be honest. Um, Who the hell is Christy,
3: by the way? He is Christy. the under 18's goalkeeper.
4: Oh, right. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. People were going off about us having two keepers on the bench I in January. And, yeah. yeah.
3: Fracker said it as well. Fracker made the point afterwards about the squad being light, and he was saying having two mm. goalkeepers on the bench is never a good sign for any kind of game. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the message, is it's, that it kind it of echoes he'll... his. Um... Go on, mate. Sorry he's no, a decent young keeper, Christy. It, he's, oh, yeah. he's not bad yeah. I've not, not really seen good. much.
2: Under under twenty ones or under uh, under eighteen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, is it under twenty threes now? Sorry, under twenty threes and the under 18s and stuff. I don't really keep my eyes on the on the on it now. I do um, to be fair. I know that obviously our youth, you know, Matteo Joseph and stuff like to dip the toes in every now and again and stuff. But apart from that, um, I think they, they played uh, PSV the other the other week as well. Didn't they you got oh, their asses handed to them? So missing yeah, it's not, missing half a team. Yeah, it's mm. not something I really I really watch too much. Um, I, did, um,
4: I did expect Joseph to feature more, I think. I thought he tight
3: start, start or of... I thought he'd get off the bench first and yeah. he'd getting his standard three and a half minutes of game time. <laughs>
4: yeah. Get on, get your appearance freaking and get a bath. That's it. I mean, you
2: look at the <laughs> Byron <Barry> Shackleton <laughs> inclusions, Cooper rode on. It's pretty standard then. Ampadu, yeah. Gruev, Jorginho, Anthony, Gnon, well, Nonto, Pirro, let's jump the, let's jump straight into it then let's talk about nonto and Pirro. um they seem to be getting a lot of flack especially on the uh, if you if you're well mm. like, I suppose if you're on the the X or the Twitter et cetera they seem to be getting quite bashed on there um mm. and rightly so I would say I don't think Pirro um covered himself in glory I think he's quite a tidy player myself I know that he gets a lot of stick but I do think he he, he goes about his his work pretty well he just goes mm. missing a little bit too much for me he is he's, he's not. You look at Georgie and you're obviously, you know, Somerville, they're, they're right at it. They, you know, they're pretty much the front and centre of everything, of every attack that we have, you know, that we ever do. Obviously, mm-hmm. Dan James as well. But Piru, obviously, you know, he's been knocked out of the team a little bit by Bamford and stuff. But I just, I thought, come on, man, this is your time to shine now. You're in the number nine position. I want to see something from you. And I really, really didn't see anything at all mm-hmm. from him. I don't know what you guys think.
4: Um, I'll let Joe take that one. I was just oh, staring okay. some comments for us. Thanks, George. Paying attention as always. <laughs> no, I like that one. Um,
3: <laughs> Pirro, yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to see him in the nine. I wanted to see the swap. I wanted to see him, in, him and Georgie in the opposite positions. We've been talking about all season, about getting Pirro in the nine and Rutter in the 10. I think we've seen the best from Rutter in the 10 since he's gone into that position. I think it, it solved a huge problem for us. We needed a number 10. We probably don't need number 10 now, or at least maybe not a starting number 10 because he's been so good there he gets involved in the game though. Like he'll go looking for the ball. He'll drop deep. Pirro's kind of a player for me. The more I watch him, you need to feed him. You need to give him the ball. If you don't give him the ball, he's not going to get involved. He's not going to come looking for it. You need to to literally need to feed him. And I think if you've got someone like Dan James in the team, you get an awful lot more service into him. I think he's probably a lot more direct that way. Without that, you need creativity from the wide ears. Jade Nanty, is more of a player that cuts in and shoots than a player that cuts in and crosses, and then really Nanto is very similar as well, cuts in and shoots. And So the supply, the supply into Piro is different than those two are playing rather than having, you know, more direct wingers, you know, even more direct fullbacks, even when Firpo plays, the kind of balls that Firpo puts in from wide areas as well, but to Piro down to the ground, but didn't get that supply. So I think there's a, there's a little bit of, He's a little bit unlucky with the, the team that was around him. He wasn't getting necessarily the supply that he needed, but you want to see him go get involved in the game if it's not happening for him. Like, if he's up there on his own, he's not doing anything, he's not getting the ball, you want to see him drop a little bit deeper. Like Georgie did when mm-hmm. early parts of the season when he wasn't involved. You'd see him dropping into her own half to try and get the ball. Yeah, Paredes doesn't, doesn't do that. He just he stays up there, and that's that's his job. But, um, yeah, he wasn't great. Nanto, I I've, I've a bit of sympathy for Nanto because he's not had a huge amount of minutes, so he's not really got a chance to get his game legs under him. And and, and this thing that Farca yeah. does, oh, he has this match preparation squad, which is, I mean, Creswell's been in it, Nanto's been in it, Shax is in it, you know. They're kind of on the fringes. They're involved in pre-match kind of stuff, but it's it's not competitive football. Like, Nanto's not playing week in and week out competitive football. He's getting a couple of minutes off the bench. Mm. None of them drop into 21 side to get competitive minutes under their belt at all. They, they just mm. hang around the first-team squad and don't play. So I think that's a that's a problem for me with with how how far he uses the bench and how little football they get on the bench and then they're expected when they do come in they're expected to come in and be at the same level as the players that are playing week in and week out and I think that's mm. that's tough for them but at the same time Nando looked rusty he looked off it he if people say at times he didn't look interested I, I think he looked really frustrated with himself I think his touch early on the game wasn't good his passing wasn't great I think if he scores the goal in the first half that the keeper saves onto the crossbar I think you'd probably see a different Willy Nando. but he he needs a confidence boost right now and he's, he mm. needs to Something to lift him, Um, but he wasn't effective. And again, playing him on the right hand side, I don't think is his best stuff either. I think leave him on his natural. If you look at, he's been really good for Italy on twenty ones. Like he scored what four goals in the the international window in three games or two games. He got four Mm -hmm. four goals for Italy, playing as number nine or dropping deep into a number ten position. But we just don't give him that shot up front. It's it's. Out on the wing, you go, and he just hasn't been effective out there this year at all. And it's, I, but I do have a little bit of sympathy for him, just because of the amount of minutes he's getting. And the expect the expectation is, oh, he'll come on and be the same as he was last year. It's like, well, he's barely kicked the ball this year.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's a strange one actually when you think about you know, obviously comparisons between Bamford and Nonto. Obviously, Bamford again, you know, having having scraps basically coming mm. on at the end of the games and stuff like that, but managing somehow and I don't know where where it's come from to find this little bit of form that he's managed to get into, which is which is perplexing for me because all of a sudden he's you know, so many fans have written him off, you know, myself included, thinking, you know, we, we've, we've seen the, the the last of Patrick Bamford, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere. That little goal that he scored, or you know, Mm. a great performance that he had in the cup, and and we've got a completely brand new Patrick Bamford. So yeah, I I, I totally understand what you're saying there. You know, maybe Nonto just needs that little bit of uh, that that little injection of of brilliance. And I think, like you said, you know, if he scores that goal, if he scores that goal, I think we we see the uh, the show.
4: Yes. Next thing you know, he's trying (laughs) overhead kicks as well. Well, he's the kind (laughs) of player that likes that kind of. (laughs) But
3: he he needs something scrappy to go in off his arse. Like I mean, look at outside of Bamford's wonder goal. Which and and let's be honest, nobody really intends to score that kind of a goal. It's a it's a bit of a hit and hope. Like no, there's very and you always know with a celebration. I used to say when I played as well. If you see someone smash one in on the volley for forty yards out and they and they don't celebrate, just stand there. And go, you didn't mean it. You didn't mean it. You didn't think that would, you just you just swung your leg at it and you were hoping for the best. But it's the second goal that Bamford gets, the One where he's lying on the ground and toe pokes it into the back of the net. That gets him. That's more of a number nine yeah. kind of goal. But that's two on the bounce from. Then the confidence is really, really high, and and Willie needs something like that. He needs something to bounce in off of him, or a tap in, or something just to get him going and relax him a little bit. I still think Nanto needs that moment with the crowd to kind of mend the yeah. bridge. I think he's still waiting a on bit that of acceptance. He does yeah. need yeah. something, yeah. <clears throat> he
4: does need yeah. something. <clears throat> yeah. People you want to see the you run through a wall for leads, don't they? And yeah. if they don't see that from him, that he's not going to get people back on the side. I think, I think he did look frustrated, like... but I, I think, thought I think he was he trying still... really hard, at least in the first half. For me, it's still that you know that the
2: effort's there, the effort's 100% there. It's just, just not, not coming off,
4: yeah, yeah. And if and um, if you are a good footballer, you are going to get annoyed when stuff's not coming off for you because you want to show what you can do, you want to contribute. We've all you seen what to, it can you can do know. exactly. We all
2: know the levels that it can achieve. You know, we saw it in the FA Cup. Uh, sorry, I don't know if it was what is it, the AFL, the AFL event against Cardiff last year.
0: Yeah, the NFL it, it, just, against
2: yeah. Cardiff last year, and, and obviously in the Premier League last year. You know, there's a reason why we, you know we're being tapped up for him, left, right, and centre. You know, mm. teams are interested, obviously not yeah, yeah. to spend what you know what the fee that we're asking for him. But there is plenty of interest in him. You know, um, it's, it's surprising that we don't play him in the ten. Do you think it's Fark obviously the, the number nine or the, the ideal number nine that he wants to play in his in his you know obviously formations and stuff? He's more like a well, obviously not something that Pirro can offer, but your Bamford, obviously, he can hold, hold the ball up. He, you know, his movement's very, very good. Would we see that from Nonto, or is he too direct? You know, is he too... You know, obviously, mm. we don't know the you know, the ins and outs of it. You know, that's down to Daniel Farker, but it's, it's interesting to see why, that he won't give him that shot in a number nine mm. role.
3: First game of the season, mate. <clears throat> no, first home game of the season, Nonto started up front because we nobody else. Mm. Yes. And he was fantastic in that game he had two mm. absolute rockets that he hit that that just missed crossbar like just barely went over and just barely went wide and he looked really really busy i mean for me I, I i don't see obviously enough of him in training and stuff like that but i think he's got all the attributes to be a really effective number 10 i mean he's got a low center of gravity he's tricky on the ball yeah. he can tackle he's mm. physical he's got a, a knife for a pass he's creative he's got a wand of the right and the left foot when he needs to you know put his foot yeah, behind yeah. the ball he's got a rocket of a shot yeah i always thought he's Built to be number ten, like he he could be perfect for that position, but he's never really got to run that position. But if you look at him playing for Italy, he always plays as a striker. I well, not always, nearly always plays as a striker for Italy, but he's mm. never really had that crack with leads up front. It's always yeah. been a case of when well, you're coming in, you're figuring out the league. We we'll play it on the wing until you get used to it a bit, and then you go up front maybe eventually. We we'll turn turn into a winger if we can. But the first game of the season against Cardiff, I thought he was very very good as a number nine. You're like, okay, this guy can play up front and can hold the ball up and can get involved in link play, and then he just mm. hasn't really got a chance to get. He's back out in the wing again because it's Pirlo about. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's weird, isn't Very it? It's player. like it's going to be hard for him to get that chance now, though. Now that Bamford has scored a few goals and he has yeah. shown that he's an option again. So, there a point where he was just like persona non grata for me. He was done. Didn't think he was going to ever contribute anything to the cause ever again. I genuinely didn't think he was going to score for Leeds again at one point. Yeah. And he's just he's come back to life and he's going to have crappy games, obviously, but he has shown he can still do stuff for us and he is still a worthy option. And on form, he has been better than Pirro recently. So, you know, Pirro was brought in to be the striker, although he is technically a 10, but we all know that he's the striker. Um, yeah. So it's just it pushes on no further down the list if he wants to play in that sort of position, doesn't it? And I just don't see that chance coming for him, even though, like you say, he was really good there and he does kind of come to life when he's there. He's, like, mm. he's, he's such a lively player.
2: You can't knock
4: Pirro's uh,
2: finishing, though. He's no. a very, very oh, no. clean and tidy finisher. You know, if you did have someone... I, I, I kind of hoped that it would work for him today. I kind of hoped mm-hmm. that he would take the bull by the horns and absolutely go with it. Um, sorry, yesterday, um, and 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 obviously put you know put put a lot of doubters, um, put this whole you know swap hero and Rutter conversations yeah. that we've been having all season mm-hmm. to, to bed. But it just really didn't, and I would I really disappointed actually because he is quite a, a thorough finisher, very very clean and tidy player. And yeah. I, I can't really knock anything that he did. You know it, what he does is clean, it's it's safe, it's tidy, it's good. He doesn't really make many mistakes sometimes might get caught in possession a little bit but then again who doesn't you know when when you're playing that sort of football yeah yeah so I, I were a bit like oh you know i really really wanted it to come it, it might it might hit a little bit for me you don't know maybe we might get some more penalties that he can come and take for us
0: <laughs> Yeah, <after> maybe. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah i just think I, I think you know it was like an exhibition game a little bit as weird as weird as that might sound you know like, like you said, Jay, you know, in the first five or ten minutes, they obviously had a lot of ball. You know, Plymouth seemed mm. to be quite up for it. And then we kind of obviously, as we see, you know, in the league, we took over, we took, you know, like a hell of a lot of possession yeah. and we just made it work. You know, we were, we were winning every 50 50. We were first every ball. We were passing really well. Movement was fantastic. Mm. The crowd were really behind everyone. The crowd fantastic yesterday, actually, for, for a yeah. cup game, which, were, which was strange. Yeah. Because it's usually quite, really quiet, isn't it? Especially with all the kids and stuff like that. About. But you know, it were it were great. Bloody
4: day trippers, people that aren't normally there getting tickets. <laughs> uh, you know great. I, w- I would have, an, I would have <laughs> a nice
2: conversation with a chap from uh, from Lincoln and he, he comes as much as he can do. You know, but it's nice to see yeah, a few yeah. familiar faces and whatever it and, it is, and have yeah. a chat with him.
4: But um and it's nice but, yeah, to have the, games that give people a chance to get there. Yeah.
2: But, um, but, yeah, I thought, yeah, first half were, were relatively good. And I expected us to kick on and kind of just nip it. You know, that second goal, I thought it's going to be coming in second half. Hopefully we can get it, you know, score it as soon as possible. Then maybe bring a few more fringe players in, get a few more kids in, bring Cresswell in, etc., etc. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. Yeah, And we're getting increasingly more frustrated with the fact that we seem to be just dicking around with it more. You know, and I think that the, the, the more that the game went on, you could see... In, in the team, that they were like, really, really need to fucking crack on now. We really need yeah. to push on now. We need to get a frigging goal. And Plymouth were just soaking up everything that we threw at them. And obviously, well, there were a lot of wasted chances as well. And I said to, uh, I said to my mate who was stood next to her, I said, "They're going to when when obviously Byram nodded it off the line, I says they're knocking mm-hmm. on the door here." And I think I'm pretty certain everyone could see that. I playing on it. Well, like hell, yeah. hell fire. So obviously, I'm going to bring the conversation to uh, our good friend Ilan Milieu. Um, who had not <laughs> okay. the best performance, I would say, yesterday. One thing that strikes me with Melie is when he was first introduced to the squad under Bielsa, you know, that yeah. FA Cup game against Arsenal, his distribution was magnificent. I don't think I've seen a keeper, especially mm-hmm. if play for Leeds United, pass the ball around the back, just pinging balls left, right and center, to the right, to the left, so accurately and so flawlessly, so casually. I've never seen that before. But I don't know what's happened because he's so wasteful. Mm-hmm. One thing one thing that really frustrates me with Ileana, and I'm not sure how far has him set up or you know, what what the um what the first I suppose the plan is once he receives the ball and obviously everyone mm-hmm. starts making their way up the pitch. I don't know whether he's got to distribute it near or why he can't send I mean fucking I can't remember if it were nonto or it were rutter we yeah. broke. And, you know, you see it with Liverpool and Alisson and Salah. You know, that ball over the top for them to chase down. We've got fast yeah, yeah. players up front. Why are we not trying to, you know, just just ping a ball up front? But no, he does the fake throwing arm thing and mm. then we have to start again. And, you know, you get that slow build up <laughs> at the back. It's just like, fucking hell. Um, Jay, give me your thoughts on Melier. Um, I don't think we need to go into it that much. I think I've ranted on a little (sighs) bit. What are your thoughts on Melier? Would you have rather have seen Clarsen?
4: No, because Clarsen's not going to be the keeper at any point. So You don't need to swap keepers out for cup games. They don't get as fatigued as outfield players. So for me, there's no point. For all Melier's flaws, he still is the best keeper at the club. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So he's what we've got. We're not going to do better with somebody else in their class and did all right in his appearances. But he also didn't have a lot to do in those games. And I don't want to be relying on a young kid because if we were, we'd be screaming about needing to go out and sign somebody like we are in other positions. Do you know what I mean? And he's what we've got and he's what we're going to have until at least next season. So just got to embrace it, And you? You know, for best, hope that he learns to catch a ball at some point because that's the thing that is his biggest flaw for me. He will not catch a ball. We don't think like, that's his fault. Do you I, think he's told to has, punch it every time?
3: Because Carl Garlow's done it when he played and Chris Classen has mm. done it when he's played. There's a pattern mm. there.
4: Their keeper were doing it
2: yesterday.
3: Most mm. modern goalkeepers yeah. I I think it's a it's a it's an old school trait that we expect a goalkeeper to command his area mm. and to catch every ball. Modern goalkeepers don't catch balls, Allison doesn't catch balls, Edison doesn't catch balls, modern goalkeepers don't catch balls. It's it's a case of just get it away from the danger area, let the defenders oh. reset, but your job is to get it out of there. Um, I, I, I feel sorry again. I like Melier, I think Melier is going to be a cracking goalkeeper. And I keep saying mm. this I would hate to see us shout him out of the club and watch him go to someone else and in two or three years be a goalkeeper <laughs> yeah. the goalkeeper we expect him to be, and then go, Oh, well, look, he's a great guy. Because we have we always have that split in the fan base where you've got half the fans saying Bin him is crap, and half the fans yeah, saying, yeah. No, no, just hang on, just wait a bit longer. To, just, every time.
4: And I think if the Leeds fan base all agreed on something like the world would end or like the hell mouth would yeah. open up for the <laughs> own Road or something. It would
3: be very polarising. But I think the distribution thing is a really good point from yesterday because it looked like he was snatching out a couple of, of back passes and just kind of just poking them away, getting them rid of them as quick as he can. Plymouth were playing a very, very, very high press, <clears throat> and he was being given balls in situations where it was on his weaker foot or it was across his body and it wasn't in a comfortable position. Hmm. And I think rather than just messing about, he was like, I'll oh, just get rid of the ball, just get rid of it, and just get rid of the kick at the park. So, I think yeah. there's, there's an element of that. He he is also that's a really good point. And um, the way, the way Bielsa. Lined up versus Farke, There's an awful lot more patterns of play. Everything about Bielsa's system was rehearsed patterns. Everything was rehearsed. I mean, you looked at the Premier League managers when we were there, and they all said the same thing: Leeds play with rehearsed patterns of play. You can predict how Leeds are going to play, but then nobody could actually do anything about it because mm-hmm. they were how good they executed that. Daniel Farkas isn't isn't as structured as that. There's a lot of structure to it, but it's not like that. Um and I think he has to do. He's trying to relearn a game of football as well, which is and, yeah. and come off the back of two very bad seasons where. He's 23 years of age now. The fan base turned on him at 21. 22, he had one of the hardest careers, one of the hardest years of his life. Yeah. And then this year, he's yeah. just started the men bridge with the fans again. Yeah. But I, I think it's unfair because when Classen, people are, there's, a, again, a portion of people saying, play Classen, play Classen. You know, I've watched mm. an awful lot of Chris Classen. Chris Classen yeah. can be a very good shot stopper at times, but he makes a lot of mistakes. He is okay. he is mistake prone. Van der Heuvel in the in 21s is similar as well. Can be very, very okay. good at times, but does make mistakes. So, when you look at Melier, there's mistakes in his game, but he's a 23-year-old. And I think there's a confidence level there that needs to be brought up. I think people need to just get behind the goalkeeper. He's the best we have. Mm-hmm. Also, people saying, like again, the Allison and Edison stuff, there are very, very few goalkeepers in the world of a world-class standard like that. And you're not mm-hmm. going to get them at Leeds United because of no, the budgets no. and because of the level of the club. You've got a goalkeeper right now who is a very good shot stopper. I go back to the, the Leicester City game. The save he made against Leicester was incredible. You know, he has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has very big He is a very good shot stopper.
2: The one
3: and, and that's the thing. Like, you're not going to get, back in the day it was, you got a goalkeeper who could dominate his box and catch the ball. But that was it. They couldn't play with it on the ground. They weren't any good with their feet, but that was their job was to control that. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at a goalkeeper to be a sweeper. Your job is to sweep the back four. Your job is to, yeah, yeah. to play is to get us start. Nearly is an, an another six behind the, the back four. Start the moves, control the play, be an option to pass out from the back. Mm-hmm. Also control your area. Also be a very good shot stopper. You know there's an awful lot more pressure than there used to be, and I think sometimes people set the the, the bar a little bit too high for me. Yes, he makes mistakes, and I won't say that he doesn't. He does. He can't flap at things to a degree, but again, I don't think it's always his fault. There was one, the Norwich game, where at the front post, he kind of did that from post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you look a couple of seconds before that, like, he's got four lads <laughs> around him and we're all pushing get into out. him and he's just going to burst yeah. through and flap that to get rid of it. So <laughs> there is nothing to panic there. I, again, I think people forget what they were like at 23 years of age. I didn't let me shit together. Mm. 23 years of age. I was, I didn't know what I was doing and you know, made mistakes people make at that age. I, I just think he needs a bit of a break. He's not going to get anywhere near his peak years till he hits 28, 29. Yeah. He's yeah exactly. his at his peak. So now in saying that, if Leeds go to the Premier League, that they needed probably be a better number one goalkeeper, maybe. But then you lose Melier and then you maybe lose mm-hmm. that potential. So you're in a weird position with a keeper who could end up being a really, really strong goalkeeper. But in the short term, if you react to the performances, you might get rid of him and end up looking down the line, going, "We shouldn't have done that," you know. So yeah. I, I, I give him a little bit of a boy. It's and he, and also, the, the the two previous years, that the two last two years in the Premier League, he faced more shots than any other goalkeeper in the league, which means he was going yes. to concede more goals than anybody else on I, average. So.
2: I was just going to link onto that one. Um, it, it, obviously, the, you know, as a, as a defensive player, which is what a goalkeeper is. You know, mm-hmm. you're only as good as you bat four, or you bat five, depending on whatever you play. You know, and the, and the last couple of years that we we're in the Premier League, we had a very, very poor, very leaky defence. <sighs> It, it, won't even, it wasn't
4: even a sieve in front of him. It was just a wet paper no, bag. That it was would, would
2: just it oh. would a joke, you know. So obviously, you know, if you've got a good player or players, you know, your rodons, etc. That, that are in front of you that you you half expect, you know, for, for them to clear up any sort of issues that you got in front of you, your mm. confidence as a keeper will grow. You know, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right there. I think in the Premier League, you know, should Melier go back up to the Premier League with us uh, eventually if he's still with the club, etc. He's so good, and now, now his strengths. Now, obviously, we, we, we've 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 obviously highlighted his weaknesses and so, but his strengths. A one-on-one situation with with a striker, he's so strong. He's so good.
3: Ask you know, I,
2: yeah, he, well, exactly. You know, he's so he reads the he reads the game so well when he's a one-on-one. You know, and but it's it's just like how can you not take this and uh, across you? But like you said, he's, he's a he's a kid. He's a young lad. He don't catch his balls like he should do, but then why would you? You know, you're attempting to catch something that if you drop, we saw it against Bournemouth. If you drop it, you're in a world of shit because you've got a strike, or maybe two, because you've got two bloody strikers or mm. midfielders sandwiching you as a keeper, trying to, yeah. trying to obviously nudge you off the ball, etc. You're gonna hear behind
3: you. are gonna hear behind you. What's he catching that for? Why isn't just punch it? You know, he can't. You yeah, yeah. can't win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you That's can't. True. No, you
2: can. That's true. We're, we're fickle. You know, all, all fan bases are exactly the same. You've got so, to remember so. as well. You, you, like,
3: you're right. The defense, though, I and I had this argument with somebody earlier on the year where I was like, the defense's job is to protect their goalkeeper. Like, no, it's not. And I was like, exactly. no, it is. Their number one job is to protect why, that goal. Why do you it's think you always them. see
4: keepers going mental after a shot? Like, they're going, why are you let that happen? Yeah. Why are you closing down? Yeah, no, your job is to make yeah. sure
3: he has as little to do as possible. If you look at the yeah. two games that Chris Classen played, he was protected incredibly well. I mean, it was, did, a, yeah, was one the, shot yeah. in one game, and even that shot he kind of fumbled a little bit. But they were all around them straight away. So there was obviously a, an instruction: look after the kid, protect him, get him through the game. Melier doesn't always get that same protection because I think it's it's seen that he's more experienced and he's been around longer. I mean, he's been in the Leeds team since he was what nineteen.
4: There's a lot of comments yeah. saying he needs to catch the ball. <laughs> there is. There is what, I'm just going to pull this. Um, i say that's right. One
3: hundred percent right. That that's he should catch the ball. Mm. But that doesn't appear to be the instructions from the team because again yeah, you're right, yeah. Carl Darlo was in the team and Carl Darl's a more older style English goalkeeper. He didn't catch anything. He was punching mm. balls. And then Chris and he was punching it as well. There's clearly a, a, a an instruction or whatever to being coached behind the scenes. Marcus Abad got a horrible rap from oh, the Leeds fans as a goalkeeping yeah, coach. And now then now the current one is who's coaching the goalkeeper like lads it's not always about the coaching of the mm. goalkeeper. Sometimes it's instructions. I don't want you catching the ball in the box.
4: Get rid of it. Just get it out of there and it, do your job. It must be uh, It must be difficult as a player when you're doing what you've been told to do and people are criticising you for that and you're like, but that's what I've been told to do. Like You must want to come out and just say, that's what I'm being told to do. But, if he keeps doing um, it and he's not
3: getting dropped for it and he's not getting criticised by Farca for it, then clearly it's an instruction
4: yeah it's good logic um philip anderson says there's always weaknesses in players and i was going to say like with meli and with with other players it's like um they wouldn't be with us if they didn't have some kind of flaw to them either be it a lack of experience or there's a part of the game that's not quite right or you know you you wouldn't have top level perfect players in the championship they wouldn't be here if they were that good so there are going to you- be things that people either do badly or can't do at this level it's just the way it is true
3: to RJ. Right. Pick any player in the squad. Any mm. player.
4: And Dan tell me. James.
3: Right. What's he good at? Running Runner. fast. Yeah, distribution got better this year. What's he weak at? Uh probably got go probably finishing a little bit because he's finishing. Game,
4: right? Yeah, his crossings come along, but it's probably still not amazing.
3: Yeah. Okay. Then you've got you can <clears> go through every single player. Like Joel Pirro, as well. Very good finisher. Doesn't get involved in the game enough. But tight yeah, in yeah. the ball when he has got it. But doesn't get involved enough. Jorginho Rutter, very very skillful. Overcarries the ball sometimes. Gets caught in possession. There's something off the with the everybody, isn't there? Offense. Correct. Go back to Ilhamelier. What's he good at? Outside shot of yesterday. Stopping. Shot stopping is very good. His distribution can be He's good quite quick with his He's feet. Focused. He can be very quick with his feet. What's his weaknesses? Catching the ball. Catching you the know, ball. know, every player yeah. has a strength and a weaknesses. But again. We seem to look at our goalkeeper and expect him to be 100 percent on everything, but that's not. That's that it, is isn't it? That's the,
4: rest of the team. That's football fans, though. Like you, just you want perfection, don't you? But you should know deep down you're not going to get it. It's not possible. Yeah, there's the whole there's the whole anxiety that's hanging over Leeds still. Obviously, and
2: and the fan base and everything because we're so desperate to do well this year and and obviously mm. keep up with the pack that are setting the pace at the top of the league. You know. And, and you can see you can sense that in the crowd, you can see it online, you can see it everywhere that we're absolutely desperate to not make any mistakes. And when you're only outlet or your only a kind of you know source of blame is, is your keeper or maybe a couple of you know defenders in, in seasons past, you latch on to that. Um and I think that obviously, you know, people don't see the, the good parts, they, they just focus too much on the bad. Um, oh, definitely, I mean, yeah. You know, we've that's, that's just like us. Them. Yeah, exactly.
3: We've always, we've all, we've always, we've always had alignment. Always Tyler Roberts was the, the consistent groan around Ellen Road Every time Tyler Roberts <laughs> got off the bench and looked like he was coming on, everyone would go, oh. Yeah. You know, there's always been a player who's been a lightning rod for the fans. Somebody else said there, we can't keep using the age as an excuse because he's played 100 games. You can play 1,000 games, you're still 23. You're still a yeah. kid. You still have yeah. the mentality
4: of a 23 year old, yeah, regardless absolutely. of how many games you played.
3: Yeah, he's still going on, probably hopping on the bus and playing his Nintendo Switch on the way back to the hotel after the game. He's still 20. Just because he played 100 matches doesn't mean he's like. And the same thing, if you've played 100 amateur matches in you 23 years of age, yeah. are you a more mature person? Probably not. I
2: want to thought. So, absolutely right. I, I play the best football I've played now, and I'm 38 years old. If I, hmm. if I had my football brain as an 18, 19 year old in a 19 year old's body, I yeah. would be a hell of a lot better player, but that's just experience. That's yeah, not experience. And I don't, I I don't have thirty-six thousand people shouting at me every week either. You know,
3: telling your crap, you, telling you shit, crap. or yeah. catch
2: the ball, you nugget, yeah. or you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, I think that the crowd sometimes does have a lot of um, a part to play in some of the mistakes that we make. You know, against Norwich when Norwich had that spell at the weekend, uh, sorry, midweek. You know they had that 10, 15 minutes um, that, that that little spell of possession. They were, were putting us under a lot of pressure, and you know you could see though we were defending so well. You know we were kept them out. They were doing to us what a lot of teams do to you mm-hmm. know. Do, uh, sorry, we were doing to them what a lot of teams do to us. You know, staying compact. You know, making sure that they, they we're absolutely tight at the back. And they were people like, "Go forward, attack this." And I'm like, "Will you just shut the fuck up?" You know, I like, <laughs> was getting, getting proper pissed off with a lot of people. You know, saying this is shit leads and blah blah blah. blah. I was saying to, 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 to Tony, my, my mate, where I am like they've given everything, but they've, they've received nothing. You know, the, the, the Norwich did absolutely nothing against mm-hmm. us. They didn't yeah. really put... I mean, they had one shot on target the second half. They didn't put... Hey, I'm
3: Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot...
4: Was under that much pressure i mean obviously they had that period there. for 10 minutes didn't they and that was this it in the this, game. this is
2: what i'm talking about but they didn't do anything they didn't, they didn't create anything yeah they we were letting we them do that possession. we were just
4: keeping shape and letting
2: them do it just exactly put up the wall you're not coming you know you're not coming through you're not coming past us mm. and then and then the possession turned over and away we went you know we were looking yeah. for that second goal you know and i just think the crowd sometimes unnecessarily gets on a lot of players back and i think sometimes the players feed off that you know just that that what you're only as good as your weakest link you know it's like the yeah. freaking you know spartans felix or whatever you know in mm. that one little chink that one player going too no. forward and another players in straight away yeah, yeah. it's did just happen? disciplined it that did. and that was yeah. what happened
3: the difference and uh, I, I don't know um, if this Fracas said that it wasn't the tactic but outside of the dropping off, we've dropped off this year and still allowed people to get chances. But against Norwich, we dropped off and we seemed to drop off into a low block for like 10 minutes in the second yeah, half. Yeah. And got, yeah, exactly, but I was getting yeah. frustrated watching them. We haven't kicked the ball in 10 minutes. It's all... They we, we they near it. But they weren't getting in behind us. They weren't <clears> getting through us. It was compact yeah. and we held that. Block. And maybe that's something that he wants to work on but if we do get to the Premier League because we've seen how badly we defended in the Premier League the last two years we were there. Yeah, so maybe he wants yeah. to get that, you know, get that uh, solid defense because in the Championship... We're not going to have to defend as much as we'll have to defend in the Premier The gap is massive when we go up yeah, there against But But if the thing that got me against Plymouth was you can hear the fans and, and I think Phil Hayes said it on square ball and I think it was, he absolutely nailed it. You could hear the fans getting a little bit itchy that we yes. weren't in, in possession and then there was these shouts to, to get out and push on and then Kamara yeah. did it. And he yeah, just yeah. broke the block Trickets. and went down. The Second, he broke the block. Bing, 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 bing. They're in and around round, straight into yeah. that space that he left. So you can't do that if you're gonna hold a disciplined low block. Everyone has to stay in that low block. Everyone has mm-hmm. against Norwich. We did it beautifully. It was I mean, I was. I kept saying we need a second goal to see this off. I don't think this game is done, yeah. but we defended so well against Norwich in that low block that it was. By the end of the game, you're like, that's a fantastic defensive performance against a decent attacking yeah, yeah, yeah. side. Whereas yesterday, it was frustration got the better of us and people broke that low block to try and press the ball and then got done because that's the whole point of it. If you're playing a low block, teams will keep possession and, and that's what Leeds do when we have the ball. It's it's possession with purpose. You keep the ball and it looks like you're just going side to side, but you're not. You're waiting on one of the defenders to break the block yeah, and to get frustrated and that's your trigger to get in behind them and move in behind. So yeah. when we did it yesterday, it ended up costing us because we ended up being all over the place and got caught in counterattack. So it's, sometimes it's yeah. a case of, If we're in a low block, it could be five or 10 minutes just to catch your breath, get yourself reset again Mm. and let them defend, you know, but we don't want to see that we want to see, uh, an attacking Leeds team, ninety minutes of a yeah. game. We want to see attack. a
4: swashbuckling attack, don't we? And it's yeah, like it,
3: I'd like to see it stop being so wasteful in front of goal, and I would like to see yeah. it be a bit more ruthless because when we go one up against teams, we seem to think we're three or four nil up and start messing around with the ball. And again, Roger yeah, over carries yeah. it and three That's over That's exactly <laughs> what
2: happens in most of our games. <laughs> isn't it? We, we just muck it out, yeah, thinking, "Oh, you know, this yeah. is, this will be an absolute dog we, we don't yeah. need to try as hard. Yeah, we, this is in the bag, you know." And obviously not, you know, Plymouth. are no you know, you know, they're not easily brushed aside, and they're very hard to play against at home as well. You know, the fifteenth. You know, they're no slouches. They're not. They're not oh. at the bottom of the table. They obviously. I, I don't know how far away they are points wise from the playoffs, etc. But th- they've got their eye on the playoffs. They're still well, well
4: within, you know, reach. We, so,
3: we were 50, We were fifteen for years and that that division. We are, we always thought we just, just a yeah. sniff of the playoffs. So it's not. Yeah, awesome. Exactly. And,
4: I um uh, I thought it were interesting um, that they seemed happy to be settling in for a replay from about eighty minutes. Like they stop well, the because their home bombs back. so good. Yeah, no, but it's just it's an extra game, isn't it? You'd think nobody really wants it, but yeah, yeah, that's it's our been, that's our
2: you know opinion on it, though. You know, as as you know, you know, we're, we're vying for you know automatics. You know, we're looking yeah, yeah. at we're looking at the league, and we're looking you know on on a couple of spaces up. You know, they're looking oh, yeah. at absolutely nothing. You know, really, you know, they're, they're hoping that they stay in the league, so they're gonna try and get
4: some more games out of this. I guess, you know, uh, I guess trying to get a big cup ties. Is- Probably a decent aim for them. They ain't really got anything else going on. If they beat us down at home and they get a
2: good team or like a, a, a big team in the in the next round, that's massive for them. That's huge. Yeah, the revenue good. the it's revenue good. they'll good. generate
4: for that is massive.
2: Um, and then all anyway, our
4: fans will turn up, even though it's a nothing buddy game on a Wednesday night in Plymouth or whatever. going to
2: be more be. than uh, there'll be more than go <clears throat> down there. I would assume, yeah, even though we've got yeah. two, two games in quick succession down there. I'm going to just should,
4: um, start comments. Okay, um, go on, and then we should talk about Anthony and his girl. Yes. Well, you.
2: Are, you, are you? Do you want to? Do you want to lead this podcast? Should you asked me to host it. I don't, man. I'm going just, to asked, I can flip it the, back over if you like. It's because I've got the picture it's open. Up so it's, like, it's in my eyeliner. So. I know I've seen your picture. Calm down. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll get hey, a, get another coffee in you. <laughs> um, so for the benefit of the audio listeners, John Lufc Garside says, "Get that Mason keeper signed up." Lol. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't yeah, I yeah. say anything about this because I've not even seen the chuffing match. A hell of a game. I just saw the score. I've seen that people are going berserk, and obviously, you know, I mean, when you look at it and you think Ipswich have absolutely had a -a clangery, that is not going to do well for their confidence, is it? You've got to hope there's a hangover from that, haven't you? Well, I think there is anyway. I don't know about you guys, but I've kept my eyes on the results and stuff, and that they are not playing as well as they have been. They're, they're not as consistent no, they're as not. they have been. You know, they are scrapping for results to slow now. Down and, and and drop a few po- uh, points here, there, and everywhere. So. They've gone from
4: being like a team that's dominating people with decent passing and just overwhelming sides, and now they are just sort of scrapping for results. Out. they keep conceding goals, and they don't look solid. No, they don't. Yeah, but we 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 expected that.
2: You know, we expected. We did, that. yeah.
4: We did, yeah. Although when you get to this point and like you it's only just started to happen. You, you. Has he gone?
0: Did He's I freeze gone. then? Did I
4: freeze? You then? did freeze. You did freeze. Oh, I just say when you get to this point podcast. and it's 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 only just started happening that like you've got nervous by now, are not you? So you're like shit in your pants. But it's like you know, it's happening. We've seen it time and time again. We've been there. You know, freaking hell, How many seasons have we been up there
2: and the shit out and then start dropping <laughs> down at league?
4: No one's ever um, been top at Christmas and not got promoted. <laughs> Well, yeah, only, only for a certain yeah. amount
2: of years, but yeah, uh. you're absolutely right. Um, we have West Aussie leads in the comments. Isn't it good, though, that we can all be upset yesterday and our current incomings, but remember, we are still unbeaten in 2024. We are. We're still unbeaten at home as well, which is what I said to a few of my mates. I said, it's absolutely crucial that we do not lose this game. Even if we draw, that's fine. I do not want to lose. We've not lost at home all season. I don't want to do it to a fucking shit house set of bastards. From I'd love to keep the the South on the exactly um paul brennan hello gentlemen three fine gentlemen absolutely the finest the finest in the land welcome to the channel jer a lot of love for you and jer in the comments uh lee fryer says he's ordered your shirt j it's on oh god it's Jesus on what Christ. a kendall It's a, it's a real now. small hobbit like person I didn't, oh, didn't realise did they did page myself. boy shirts in that fucking size jail, I'll be honest. I didn't realise they
4: did that sphere, Ed. They don't? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is green screen.
4: <laughs> you've just it's got a green,
2: a, green bandana a, around your head. It's a filter. <laughs> you, you've all been hoodwinked. Um, Russ, obviously our wonderful friend from Orovrum. Uh, morning, lads. Was at the game of two halves yesterday. We can't believe how we dropped off in the second half compared to how we played in the first half. Delighted Anthony got his goal after the news. Are you mum? Absolutely. And that will take us nicely into Jaden Anthony's very, very nice and very tidy solo effort. Um, what I mean, obviously, the lad's been through a lot. Um, to make himself available the other week as well, you know, relatively soon after it happened. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just you know, just shows his strength of character. Really, you know, he seems like a really nice guy. He's very well liked still at Bournemouth, obviously. Yeah, um, and he's and he's a really, really good player. And I were very happy to see him play so well. You know, he's very, very good. Um, Didn't one of the Bournemouth players have a message on
4: his shirt for yeah, him? Yeah, well. shirt for him. Yeah, yeah it's so had had was message. there? That's I think it.
2: Solanke did, but the under-21s had one as well, didn't they? I think yeah, their under-21s okay, team did it. something for him as well, which is great, isn't it? I mean, Bournemouth are an half decent club, aren't they? You know, mm-hmm. I've got no I've got no grievances with them, them lads down there. Um, so like you say, you know, it just it just goes to show, you know, you know how much he's well thought of and stuff and, and how well he contributed yesterday. I thought he fitted into the system very well, as we have seen him do in in, in bits and parts here, there and everywhere. But I was glad that he got a start. Um, I think he's very, very good. I think he's quite technical. It's you know, he's probably not on Somerville's scale, um, mm. but he, but he is. He, he, he's, he's tidy. He's tidy, and that little uh, one-two that he played to himself threw them two defenders. <laughs> and then, <you> know, <laughs> that would
4: just that would just sublime. That a nice, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, you can tell so. he's a
4: confidence player, can't you? If you got a run of games, yeah, I think you'd start to see more from him. It's definitely the talents there. I think he's been a bit inconsistent, but we've not seen a lot of him. He's not had a chance to settle into the side. So
2: Again, that goes to minutes, though, doesn't
4: it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, and I've got the a, opportunity
4: to. Got a picture of him here with his, uh, his shirt, with his uh, message for his mum. Yeah.
2: It lovely. Why Resting would you want to give him a beast, yellow man. card? Why I don't know. Right You've got no
4: choice, have they? I don't I think. No, they don't. I, I, yeah. I remember um, when the Leicester thing happened with the helicopter crash and one of them had a the shirt thing on the ref had to book him and um I can't remember if it was Bryn that was telling me this yesterday It was like oh I was like yeah you could see that he didn't want he to it. he didn't yeah. want to do it but he had to because he will get bollocked if he doesn't
3: well how come then how come right I've I been me bonnet about this because
4: it was, <laughs> it was clear
3: it was clear as day what was going on it was understood the situation that was there I would be shocked if the club or the player himself didn't say to the referee before the game if I score by the way I'm taking my shirt off just to let you yeah. know right mm. I mean by the letter of law, a jersey pull is an automatic yellow card. Automatic, every time. If you pull a yeah. short, it's a yellow card. How many times have we seen Leeds players dragged to the ground by their shorts, free kicks, given them no yellow cards, given them? So, All the time. You know, a cynical tackle is an is a, is a automatic yellow card. You look at Archie Gray, the kick he got off out media against Norwich. Out, nothing but a cynical tackle. Kicks in the knee, no ball yeah. there, knee yeah. tackle, no yellow card but they have to book him for taking his shirt off. But that has yeah, to be a yellow card. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. So just, just if referees have discretion in as referees, then they've got discretion yeah. across everything, they can choose to do that. I mean, the referee could have gone, I'm not. Bu- I'm going to have a chat with you, but I'm not going to book you. I'm going to walk away. He could have left that goal, and he yeah. decided not to. And it's the same for, and it's not just Leeds. It's in those situations when it's something like that. Jaden Anthony looked very determined yesterday that he was going to score a goal. He wanted no, this that is much. Interesting. Yeah, he did. Yeah,
4: he did. Russ
2: is in the comments and he said that Solanke didn't get booked after oh, his really? shirt went off to show a message for Anthony's mum. That is interesting. But Anthony See, himself, was, was, his mum
4: gets booked. I always thought the rule was that if they take the shirt off and they've got nothing underneath, they get booked. So I used to think that you could do what he's done there with the right. T-shirt, but obviously, apparently not these days. Do you like, I don't know if, if that's changed. On, like, you, could,
3: you could put it over your head behind your neck, like, but just don't mm. take it off. Off. That's,
2: but, yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose I, I it, it adds to the moment, doesn't it, when you, your shirt's coming off? And just adrenaline. Know. Yeah. yeah it's like, at I least
4: totally it... totally understood him doing it. I was like, oh, fair play. Really? You know what yeah. I mean? But then you're thinking, you know, oh, but now he's on a yellow for about 60 minutes or something. Yeah, but he's not the sort of player that's going to get. No, booked, he's not. Really. He's not, luckily. It's just, really? it's like a it's an unfortunate, needless booking, isn't it? At least he didn't well, do a I bad I don't good, blame um, the Take, his, doing take it. his
2: shirt off and then get injured straight away, straight after it, you know, like he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <That's> <laughs> a, a belt a, a a, on it. Jesus it?
4: Christ. Yeah, exactly. I um, think there's a lot to yeah. be said for the fact that he showed up as well just a few days after his mum had died in her in squad. And he's obviously all in at Leeds. He's he's committed to the cause here. Mm. And that just it's goes awful, down to the cultural of also. You know, too. and
2: obviously the support network that he's got around him and you know, I like to say, you know, it, it strikes me as uh, as a very, very well run squad at the minute. I mean, we saw with the you know exclusion of Mr. Jed Spence, he was uh, yeah. off your off your pop sweetheart, see you later. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want them sort of characters around, you know, and I think that goes quite far under under Fark. I think it's a lot to be said about that. And I'm glad
3: the culture and the atmosphere the is mash. clearly
2: very important to, to but It was under, to under Bielsa in a certain, you know, a certain sort of situation, a certain self. First, first and foremost, under Bielsa, that culture, everything around the team—you know, the Character way that you were. Yeah, picking litter up, you know, to obviously, you know, to, yeah. to, to you know, etc., etc. All, all the little things that he did, you know, to bring that that team together. And to build that relationship with the fans and the club and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, mm. It's it's there again, and you can clearly see it, you know. And and this mm. is this is what we we've, we've had missing for a couple of seasons. We certainly didn't have that under under Allardyce, Grashier no. and, and, and Marsh. Nowhere near. I mean, as much as you know, Mister Marsh wants to go on his podcast and say that he, you know he did this, that, and the other, it was rotten. It was absolutely rotten, and you can yeah. see that with with the uh, with some of the players that came in, i.e., frigging Western no. McDonalds etc. etc. Those kind of players didn't give a shit. These players do. Yeah. And and you can kind of you can just relate to that and you can see that on the pitch. And I think that's why, you know, all, all of a sudden again we've got a, a kind of a solidified club. And it's great because I'd rather have this. Even if we were mid table, I would rather have this kind of feeling oh, around yeah, the me club, too. this culture than to be shite and, and everyone not liking each other but still, you know, you know, going up or being relegated, etc. You know, it's, it's F- just feeling
4: like Feeling like the players' care is a massive part of it for me. Yeah. Watching watching those ourselves last season, it's just – it were a total disconnect. You knew they didn't want to be there. We didn't want them to be there. It, it was just poison last year. I think, and, and now we're, we're getting back to something good. I think we need to be careful next year if we do get promoted because –
3: from the way things look like they're panning out with the contract situation the players and the the, the market at the moment looking at loans rather than permanent moves yeah. it looks like there's going to be and there's apparently apparently there are rumours behind the scene that there's a massive um, clear out expected in the summer and a massive mm. recruitment drive of, of new players to yeah, come yeah. In if we do get promoted we need to be really really careful but we, what we saw from the last two seasons the Premier League is these players wanted to come to the Premier League for Premier mm. League money not necessarily Leeds United they wanted no, to be no, the yeah. Premier League yeah. And it can be a bit mercenary. You, you hear them all talking about, "Oh, I want to play in the Premier League. I want to play in the Premier League." I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, "I want to play for Leeds United." You, Leeds, you know, legendary. that's what I absolutely want to hear. yeah, absolutely. You I don't it, want it, someone you know,
4: coming here to put themselves in a shop window. Or absolutely, yeah. yeah that's,
3: and that's the that's the big one, especially with the, the lads around twenty three, twenty four years of age. They're mm-hmm. coming in here to to show that off. Oh, McKenny was coming to fix his career and get back in the window for maybe Aris yeah. and the look at by him, you know. But it's when you're in the Championship, you look at the likes of Ampadu, you look at the likes of Rodon. They've come in to to kick start their careers. And they yeah, want to play yeah. for a big club at this level. Leeds are, Leeds are a massive club at this level. And even when they're going to the Premier League, it's a massive club. They know mm-hmm. what it's about. You know, it's it's when we go back up and it's the, you know, the usual lads that'll get, get linked with the club. Like, oh, be careful who you're signing here. Make sure we get the right character. Jesse Lingard
4: and crap like that.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be that kind of stuff. But you, you again, it goes back to the culture thing that, that Fark is cre- creating, and it's massive. Like culture does everything. Culture weeds out players that you don't want in your squad. If they're not willing to work 100%. hard outside of the football, then you know that they're not going to work hard for the football. If you put if you put them under stress in training sessions mentally, you'll see what the character is like. So you'll know how they react when they're under stress, playing in front mm. of six thousand mm. people or whatever it is in an away match. So you can you can get a sense for that and they clear them out of your club and bring in the players you want it. But you're 100 yeah. correct. We didn't. I mean. I, even the season where Bielsa was let go, there was still always a thing in the back of your head of, we'll get through this. Like we'll be, mm-hmm. we'll stay up, yeah. we, we, we will persevere at this. But when Jesse was there, and and I gave Jesse so much time, I really gave Jesse a ton of time to get it right. And same with Aldos, the same with Javi, And I felt Javi's the one I felt the most sorry for because I thought he'd actually yeah. get there eventually, but didn't. The circumstances. But there was no focus on culture. It was a focus on getting three points, focus on getting three points, focus on getting three points, even when Jesse yeah. was there. And that's a huge problem because you don't test the character of the players then. You just run them in training. You do your your video sessions that Jesse liked to do and you stick them out on the pitch and hopefully they will get win your games. But when they were under stress and Jesse talked an awful lot about stress when he was the Leeds manager, the characters weren't there to handle that stress and they buckled no, no. and
4: they fell short. So yeah, it's, it's a huge... Didn't problem. he come out saying they were scared a few times? yeah
2: literally so I'm saying it you know yeah. they're scared they're scared they're yeah, not yeah. scared they probably are scared they might have been scared they're scared because they don't know what to do because he's he, yeah. he was he wasn't a leader you know yeah, it's, to- it's his hard. job to make them not scared
3: yeah, but he also threw he the whole team under in that moment. Absolutely. Like he yeah. he threw the whole yeah, yeah. side under the bus publicly by <laughs> saying they're scared. And you're like, well, they're not gonna react well to that, are they? They're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna, you know, jump in front of a bullet for you if it's got if it's not going well because you've just called on out in front of everybody, you know? You can imagine gonna...
4: like a group of lads sat around playing FIFA or whatever they're doing in the time off and like they'll see on Twitter, Have you seen this? He's fucking have you seen what he said? And they'll all be like Fucking hell, man! Is he joking, this bloke? Is he taking face? It would just, it would just. Uh, pod,
2: the pod dodges in the comments and saying that it was tactically inept. I mean, I, do, I didn't really want to turn this into a chuffing marsh bashing, but you know, I am all for it because any excuse, real. Fuck it, get the bots out. I am not But um, you, you look, you look know, obviously you look at the way that you know Marsh set up his teams and et cetera. It was boring, horrible football. It was just an absolute mess. It was just chaos. It Whereas was. you look at the, Luke Ailing at the Nottingham. Um, game when he looked he looked dejected and everything you know obviously Bielsa oh, had a yeah, meeting, yeah. and he took them all in and he said trust the process trust the, you know bear with me trust me trust yourselves believe in yourselves and we'll get there and we did because they had something to fall back on you know that they had that, mm. the belief in themselves they had the belief in the manager first and foremost which I don't think that the squad did last season. No, um, for, for all one? of them, really. Which I mean, fucking <laughs> Allardyce. Well, well I, I don't class Allardyce. I, I see that as just an absolute fucking farce, to be honest. Still, just an absolute joke. But you know, you, you definitely didn't have that under Um, I can't specifically say anything about Grazia because I don't know. But you look at the belief that the guys had and the and everything that was surrounding Bielsa. You know, they they, they believed in him, and but they had something to fall back on. Like I said, yeah. those scripted those scripted moves, etc. They took a, you know. We, we've, we've said it a long time, you know, he took a very average bunch of players and made them into world beaters. They did, but that's yeah. because they had something to fall back on. You know, the, the, all, all that Marsh was, he was just relying on individual um scale or talent a lot of the time. And sometimes it'd pay off and then sometimes it wouldn't. You know, to rely on a kid so that was not fit come for the Premier League, I like and, but all we all we did was play play it to Willie, play it to Willie, you know, get it, <laughs> give the ball to Willie, not know, and see what he can do. That is literally yeah. what our our game became. Yeah, they were a joke. It were an absolute frigging joke. But anyway, it, it was shit. Anyway, we loved to we loved to bash, mash, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so, have you got anything else to add, lads? Have you got anything else to say? Um, um, I was, was a bit game
4: surprised game? that we didn't see Cresswell after he's been publicly brought back into the squad. I thought he might have played. It would probably be too soon, changed. but
3: I think if he got a second goal, you would have seen him come off the bench. Yes, I, the I think possibly, yeah.
4: Think possible. Mm. It was a shame I not never, to see him, but I'm glad he's back. I never expected
3: world. him to start. I'll be
2: honest, mm. but I did. Like you guys have said, I think I expected him to see him, but then I, I expected to see a few more. Like I said earlier, you know, yeah. If we if we had been two and whatever, it stuff. gives you gives you an opportunity to bring on these young kids and you know mm. to get them to get them some game time Wait. or whatever. and
3: where do you guys sit on the substitutions thing? Because again, yesterday it's a reactive substitution. It's we, we don't make a change until we go a goal, until they equalize, and then all of a sudden there's a flood of changes from the seventy seventh minute on. And, and you and again we could see that goal coming for a while. You know, like this could probably do with being you know ramped up a little bit, get a few more of the mm-hmm. the regular lads on the park. And I I I, I really do I don't. My one big my biggest criticism of Daniel Fracca, I like what he's doing with Leeds. I think he's done a cracking job at Leeds, but the biggest criticism I have is is the squad rotation and the the, the use of the substitutes the substitutes. Because you look at, again Archie last week picking up an injury, like if we're, if we're managing these players correctly, if we're, if we're taking them off at the right time, like and think everyone said as well, if you want the young lad, the lads coming off the bench to make an impact, seven minutes isn't going to make an impact, three minutes yeah, isn't going to make an 25, 30 minutes, so you've got an opportunity to make an impact. But again, if you wait until they've scored and then you're like, right now we'll make the changes. But if, mm-hmm. make those, if those changes are going to help you to score a goal, then why wouldn't you make them before that and
4: get the second goal and kill the game off? Yeah, yeah. I get that. I think sometimes he's got it right. Sometimes he's yeah, got it he wrong, has. but yeah. he, he does do them so late and it is frustrating because like, you do want to see someone have a chance to get into a game and have a chance to change it. But I, I think it's probably something along the lines of like he believes in plan A and the process so much that he doesn't want to change it unless he feels he has no choice at all. And I think that's an element of it. I think he just, he, he just wants to keep doing what he thinks is the best, the best way to to play against a particular opponent. He doesn't want to change it, I don't think. But you have to sometimes. It's the one-four in him for me that does mm. bother me a bit. But I think everything um, else I'm happy with. So I think
2: collectively as a fan base, we can all see that it's his only we- real weakness. You mm-hmm. know, that whole squad rotation thing. You know, well, the, well, the squad rotation thing is probably another subject because there isn't yeah. that much in you know, there much at squad. the moment. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. But you know, from, from when when you can see that the guys are crying out for changes, you know, whether it be in the maybe even as early as the fifty fifth, sixtieth minute, you know, and I, I for the first time, and I said to the guys in the in the peacock afterwards, I I couldn't believe what I was saying, right? <laughs> but at the sixtieth minute, I said, do you know what? We need Firpo and Bamford. <laughs> and <laughs> if I had if I had gone back Hello, in time, or so in time three months, I would have. I would have probably gone outside and I'd had a word with myself. You know, what
4: I mean? <laughs> If I you'd have heard somebody think, next to you say that in I the ground, you'd have had a go at them.
2: Yeah. I, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I slapped him. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't believe I was saying it, but I was like, we need Bamford. We need something. We need a change. Nonto was <laughs> ineffective, really. You know, we were doing a few things, but it really, you know, it, it, there were nothing coming from him. And Pirro, I says, we have to get him off. I says, we need to drop three at the back, which I don't think we did. I drop three at the back, take Shaq off. Maybe bring furpo on but play him as a as a midfielder because he seems to go. Mm. Be, he's much better midfielder than he it's is a his
3: defender. Best, it's his best position. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> his wide left. Who was that's, it? Who you know. was it?
4: Used to say, oh, he's an inside forward. Is furpo Fir- Rick Bandy? He's a say, wing that, I back, comment. or he's, or, or I think he's
3: a very direct winger? That's what I think he is because he's very yeah. good going forward. His delivery is excellent acrosses, but he can't defend.
2: <laughs> he's no. Not no, a great he well. Unless it's he gets uh, in someone's way by accident, you know. That, oh. that, that that's that's it. Hang really.
4: about got a comment from Russell He's got some breaking news. I hope he's going this to be quick and tell up. us. Hashioka, Maybe. That's the Japanese right-back guy.
2: His kettle's yeah. broken or he's got the hobnobs out or something like that, I hope.
4: Come on, Russ. Don't keep us hanging, mate. just ready. Breaking, news <laughs> <guy. He's busted laughs> oh. breaking. Leeds United are closing yeah. in on the signing of Sint Truden. Right-back. Daiki Hashioka. Hashioka. Right back. Hashioka. Hashioka. That's, my best, that's my best Go at that. A is that. a Japanese international fee in yeah, the region yeah. of 2 million euros. Interesting. Nice. Very good attack. You, um, you heard it here first.
3: Max at Leeds lately actually has a video on him from a couple of days ago. We should go check oh, it out. Oh, really? Uh, okay. All there, right.
4: I've um, not even heard three, about this guy. So Obviously, the name's been about for a few days. If He's just come out today. It's come out, today, yeah, um, which it's which right out of nowhere today, which makes it way. very
3: likely it's a real signing because the four, this that is the t- yeah, 49 isn't it? It tends to be
2: And it just goes to show, you know, all these rumors and, you know, the Ben Godfrey, et cetera, et cetera. I, I said to people, you know, if it's a rumor, it's not happening as yeah. you as you've just alluded to Jay, you know the, the the 49ers and we've said this on on a, on podcasts previous to this the 49ers go about the business effectively and very very quietly i said yeah. that there's a good chance that we will make a, a few um, extra signings towards the end of the window because that's when all the best ones are available really that's you know, it, the clubs it? the clubs keep hold of a lot of their players because they don't just want to sell you know get rid of them you know to wishy washy clubs you know potentially likely united in the in the in the championship they want them to go to maybe you know good teams abroad or potentially go on loan to other Premier mm. League teams, whether it's a Premier League sort of player, you know, mm. now is the time to strike. Now is the time to soak up them sort of players where maybe clubs have been holding on to them a little bit and gone. I oh, will yeah. tell you what, yeah, you can go, you can go, you can go to, to Leeds. You, and, you get you know, clubs that are, that are waiting,
4: do you, to see if they get any injuries or anything through January, and then they'll let players go right at the end if they're if they're doing right and they're, they're not lost any numbers. You know what I mean? You'll get did, clubs you know that will the- wait till the end of the window on purpose like that
3: if you look at the players that we've been linked to it or the, the kind of players that they're going to bring in, one of the big things is going, and I, I was saying this on my channel during the week, looking at the likes of Ben Godfrey being linked and Calvin Ramsey being linked mm-hmm. is these teams and these players want minutes. And Daniel yeah. Farrakhan can't guarantee any of them minutes because Daniel Farrakhan doesn't work that way. You don't come into the team and go, you don't come into leads and go straight into the starting 11. You don't, you come in and you've got to <clears throat> work your way into the team. You've got to bide your time and wait for your moment. So, that yeah. doesn't appeal to the likes of Liverpool because they they, they pulled Ramsey back from Preston because he wasn't getting the minutes they wanted. So he, he was never coming to Leeds in that situation no. because he's got to be a backup option. Um, same with Ben Godfrey. He wants minutes. He wants to play week in and week out. Now, who are we dropping? Joe Rodon? Are we dropping Ampadu out of there? Are we taking Stroke out? No. Or is he going to win right back? You know, so there's, is Archie going to be dropped out? I don't think so. So there's that. This guy come pops up. I mean... There's interest in him. Uh, Genk are interested in him. Um, Club Rouge apparently are very interested in him as well. He's a good age, 24. I Mm. think there's similarities to Firpo. Everything I've seen of the player is attacking, not so much his defending. But he's very fast. He's got a lovely delivery on him, and he does clock up assists and goals as well as a fullback. Um, But so did Rasmus Christensen. um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah but he's got an excellent delivery. He could be a decent, a decent show at right back, but I think they'll do three and I think they'll do them late. Mm. I, and I think it's the same thing. If you look at the kind of players that they want to bring in, they're going to be bringing in players that can make an impact in this side, which means they're going to have to be better than what we've currently got. That's going to be Premier League players. So then you're waiting on Premier League teams to get the players that they want for these lads to become available. And then mm. you can nip in. And that's going to go right down till the the end of the, to the end of the window. The David that's Brooks off. one keeps popping up and, up, and that's, 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 that's already said it. If David Brooks comes to leads, it'll be a final day move for Yeah. That
4: yeah I, I like me, yeah, I like when you say sorry, gone tomorrow. No, mate. No, no, you have gone. You I like when you say he's got good delivery because it just brings back visions of Barry Douglas and how he had that wonderful left foot and then oh, he came to no. us and it wasn't. Oh, yeah. He seemed he to lose you. all the footballing ability. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's I, what, what we do with players. players. You were made of cheese though, wasn't he? <laughs>
3: he was. Outside of Rafinha, yeah. I think when you come
2: and
4: to he the wore wore some wacky reality,
3: gear.
2: Yeah. yeah. He wore he some wacky gear, didn't he? He did. I, I liked <laughs> Barry Douglas. I thought he was a good player. Yeah. Just a shame he never yeah, was got any consistency
4: behind him. You know, he's a good character. We B-dog. struggled out with for left backs and stuff like that. For we just never yeah. seem to find the right person. It's the elusive position. But then again, you
2: look at Byron you know and and he's come in at left back and he's doing he's doing really really well there obviously it's mm. just it's just managing his fitness and 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 keeping him you know injury free you know the, the best thing for, you know in that in that defense for us obviously inclusion of Ampadu because as it turns out Ampadu and and Roden
4: are our, our best center back pairing yeah, you know, yeah.
2: Have that. <laughs> well, you know, but uh, it's Roger watching Rodon.
4: Ampadu and you are thinking he's brilliant, he's brilliant, he's great, passing everywhere, brilliant midfielder. What we've been crying out for. Then he goes into defense. It's like brilliant defender. We can't put him back in midfield.
2: He's just yeah, absolutely crazy. quality. Ampadu is yeah. just absolutely quality. He's a Rolls Royce, and as is Rodon. You know, yeah, and yeah. the best thing, the and best nothing. thing I think that that we could do this window, if at all possible, is to sign Rodon on a permanent. That would just oh, be hundred percent. Yeah. But they that are makes, say we would probably need get to injured yet. straight away afterwards. So maybe maybe just leave until <laughs> no. summer.
4: That is, that is how it happens. <laughs> That's what works. Isn't
2: it? Oh, we've signed a pair yeah, like Oh, he's injured for six months. Oh, brilliant, nice one. I That's will. I will
4: just say. I think I said on Joe's show actually when um, we'd mentioned oh, Godfrey friends. and stuff. Piss off. Um, I, I I wouldn't want us to um, have to like promise minutes to anyone to get him to come here. I, if you're a good player, you should back yourself to break into a side. You shouldn't oh, need too. someone to say to you, "You're going to play if you come in." No, no, we don't. That's why we didn't get Cavallaro and stuff because yeah, we well, won't yeah. do that. And I'm happy with that. If if that puts people off coming, then I'm I'm all right with that. I don't want one a theater, thing I
2: tell you what that's one walking. thing that pisses me off that they went he went to them frigging cod heads because oh, the amount no. of fucking idiots on on Twitter etc. Oh, he, he wanted to come to a proper club. But he didn't want to go to lose like shut
4: up, you. More like sort he's gone to cod heads so he can be a big fish in a small pond. Honestly, sh- like, who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're getting off track here. You well, know. Yeah, we are. I think you, I were try, you were trying to finish up about ten minutes ago, weren't
2: you? No, no. I, I wanted to come onto the whole <laughs> uh, onto that topic anyway. You know, looking at uh, um, you know potential signings and stuff. But yeah. you know, we, we'll, we'll see. We'll cover that probably in uh, in the main show on Tuesday. Um, I'm not sure who is on, but well, yeah, they'll be covering. Or they were looking forward to the
4: Bristol City game away is next that Deadline weekend. day, Tuesday. It's Wednesday, isn't it? Thirty
0: first
4: Wednesday. That'll be whens the window won't it? or is it for that we first might manage might... I thought
2: it I think no it's 31st but I'm I'm, I'm sure you're allowed a certain si- well a certain allocated oh. amount of time to do any sort there of signatures, Etc he's
4: already there he's already told us as Ross he's, he's on, on 11
2: the wall. on Thursday on Thursday he knows it's great. so it it's to stay, to probably go. beneficial us doing a, a pod straight after that to see if we've got anyone coming <clears> through but yeah I don't think we'll I don't think we'll wait till Thursday but anyway We'll see. We'll um, see. We, we will see. Um, if you haven't done, please like and subscribe to our channel because we need all you lovely people on board with us for our uh, wonderful insight and tactical excellence. That's and so it. obviously so we can attract wonderful people like you to come on our podcast, etc. Exactly. And, and Gilly um, do not
4: feed us if we don't get subscriptions.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's the man. He's the man with a purse and very tight <laughs> purse strings as well. Like I said. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for joining us this morning. Um, in the comments, etc., we've had some great stuff coming through in the comments. Thank you very much, Joe, for uh, attending. I believe it is it your first
4: Baradian Co? This
3: is my first Baradion Co. Yeah, long time watcher, appearance. first first time ah. appearance.
4: It's, fun, a, it's, it. it's the all star edition. We've got Jay. Certainly not the last. Certainly not the last.
2: Thank very you very amazing. much for jumping on with us this morning, mate. It's really you. appreciate. It. Thanks for your insight, Jay. Thanks very much for
4: uh, allowing me to host when you couldn't be asked this morning, mate. I'm grateful that you agreed to do it because I uh, I would have just been messed. <laughs> I've, I've woke up a bit now, but first thing I, I just I like really a wink, Jay. Go halfway. That's yeah, it. like it's like just crawled like out of a little bit. I'm feeling I, can't yeah. post this
2: morning, I feel sorry <laughs> for
4: myself.
3: No, I, I did
2: feel like that I've done everything else, Germa, as well. <laughs> uh, thanks again, everyone else. Please subscribe to our channel. Uh, the lads will be back on Tuesday, and um, if well, like I say, there's not much re- uh, left of it. But enjoy your Sundays, chaps, and we'll uh, we'll like I say, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.